Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, I'm Adam Berkelmans, and today we're making seared antelope steaks with fried hominy and roasted red pepper puree. This recipe was created by Justin Townsend, Editor-in-Chief at Harvesting Nature. He writes, It's Native American Heritage Month, and to honor my ancestors, I whipped up some traditional ingredients using some modern cooking methods, even the use of mayo on my steaks. Yes, I used mayo, and it came out great. I've been conducting some research for our upcoming podcast pilot episode, and I recently stumbled upon an interesting food trend. The trend is the use of mayonnaise in place of oil for searing meat. Yes, you can reread that statement. I said mayonnaise. At first, it struck me as very odd and made me slightly uncomfortable because who would put mayo on a perfectly good piece of meat? I dug a little deeper into the proposed science behind the why and I was surprised at the results. An article from the LA Times explains, mayonnaise is an emulsion, which means you have small droplets of oil surrounded by egg yolk and that has a couple of really cool properties. They go more in depth. This emulsion allows the oils in the mayonnaise actually to stick to the food, unlike plain oil. Oil and water don't mix, which is why it's so hard to get the fat to adhere to foods you want to grill, particularly meats. This process, I learned, is not limited to grilling. I slathered a couple of antelope steaks in a mayo spice mixture and tossed them in a piping hot cast iron pan. Thanks, Justin. Although Justin's mayo trick is definitely notable, and delicious, what I want to talk about today is the fried hominy that he serves along with the mayo slathered antelope steaks. Now just what is hominy? What's its deal? What's the history behind it? Where do you find it? How do you use it? Well, if you've been asking yourself these questions, then today's your lucky day as we're going to go all in on hominy. So let's start out with what hominy is before we get into the history of it. Hominy is basically dried corn kernels, also known as maize in much of the world, that have gone through a process called nixtamalization or alkaline treatment. 
So dried corn kernels, that's easy enough. But what is nixtamalization? Nixtamal is a word that comes from the Nahuatl language, a portmanteau meaning lime ashes and corn dough. The process of nixtamalization involves cooking and then soaking dried corn kernels in an alkaline solution, usually in lime water, which causes a number of chemical reactions to take place in the corn. During the process, the cell walls in the kernels which are full of alkaline-soluble hemicellulose and pectin, begin to break down, softening the outer hull. Starches inside the kernel expand and gelatinize, helping the corn to be ground much easier and to hold its shape as a dough. Many proteins and nutrients are also unlocked in the process, making them available for absorption by the human body. After treatment, the hulls are removed from the kernels, and the corn gets washed to remove any unpleasant flavors caused by the lime. From there, the corn, now hominy or nixtamal, can be dried, frozen, or canned. It can also be ground in order to make corn products like masa, tortillas, grits, tamales, and tortilla chips. Without nixtamalization, dried corn cannot be ground and made into a dough that adheres to itself, nor can it be properly digested. Also, niacin remains locked in corn cell walls, as do calcium, iron, copper, and zinc. Mycotoxins caused by mold that frequently grow in corn and don't get deactivated during cooking. During the nixtamalization process, the corn seed's germ, or seed embryo, also gets destroyed, ensuring that the dried hominy lasts way longer in storage than regular corn, whose germ would have eventually sprouted, leading to spoilage. Without making that niacin available through the nixtamalization process, people who subsist largely on corn can develop pellagra, a disease caused by niacin deficiency, which results in dementia, diarrhea, inflammation of the skin, and the inner mouth. The alkaline process actually frees niacin to be absorbed in the lining of the intestines. Obviously, nixtamalization would have been extremely important to societies that relied on corn or maize as their primary food source. Luckily, ancient Mesoamerican peoples, and later Native American tribes further north who relied on corn, developed the process as early as 1500 BCE. That's the earliest evidence of nixtamalization that has been found at any rate, in the form of tools that would have helped to do the job found in modern-day Guatemala. Historians and archaeologists posit that the process was probably discovered by people who would have boiled corn in water with the help of hot stones. In areas like southern Mexico and Central America, Large limestone deposits would have resulted in loose limestone rocks that would have been used to boil water after heating them in the fire. The heated limestone would have dissolved slightly in the water, creating enough of an alkaline solution to nixtamalize the corn being boiled. Later, Aztec and Mayan peoples would have intentionally used slaked lime and lye to create the alkaline solution. While further north, the Incans would have used quick lime and water, and even further north, Tribes in the current day USA would have used the available soda ash, extracted from the ashes of plants grown in sodium-rich soil. Some lowland Mayan groups even toasted freshwater shells and ground them in order to get the lime needed for the process. When added to beans, hominy would have completed the remaining missing amino acids needed to form a complete protein balance. That is why you so often see corn and beans together in southern Mexico and Central American dishes. The nixtamalization process moved north along with the spread of maize so that eventually people all the way from southern and central America to southern Canada were using it. 
Many European settlers, smug in their superiority over any kind of backwards native technology, spurned nixmalization, leading to endemic pelagra outbreaks in poor populations in the US that couldn't afford wheat, and this lasted for hundreds of years. Some groups though in the American Southeast were quick to adopt hominy grits into their diet, which they learned from the Muscogee tribes, and so didn't suffer like the rest. Smart. When Christopher Columbus, here I go talking about this guy again, brought maize back with him from the New World, he hadn't paid any attention to how it was actually being processed before being eaten. Europeans planted the new crop, and those many who subsisted on it also developed endemic pellagra, which actually comes from the Italian meaning sour skin. Those who suffered from the disease often had inflamed skin that would break into ugly blisters when exposed to sunlight, and would also su suffer from chronic insomnia. This helped push along the vampire myth that was growing in popularity at the time. To this day, vampires in media only come out at night and will blister and burn if exposed to the sun. That is unless they're a sexy sparkly vampire, of course. The word hominy actually comes from the Powhatan language, and many tribes use hominy in their day-to-day -day meals. The lied corn would have been boiled into soups, some of which were fermented, or grounded to grits, made into dumplings, succotash, griddle cakes, or bread. Sagamite, a famous native corn stew, is also made with hominy. Further south, hominy would be used in dishes like pozole, an ancient stew, breads, mote or boiled grains, and more often would be ground to a flour to make corn tortillas, arepas, papusas, tamales, and other dishes. Notice how tamale and next tamal share the same root word? Now you know the reason for that. Hominy is still very commonly eaten in different forms today, and even if you haven't heard of it before, you've likely eaten quite a bit of it. As I mentioned before, many grits are made with hominy, and some parts of the southeast are actually called hominy instead of grits. If you've ever had a corn tortilla, a taco, tortilla chips, arepas, tamales, you've had hominy. It can be used in a lot of different ways, such as in chili, casseroles, soups and stews, or even just on its own with some butter and seasoning. So what does it taste like? Hominy has a mild earthy sweet taste similar to regular corn, but with much more nuttiness. Think of a corn nut or a fresh corn tortilla from a Mexican taco stand, and you'll be pretty close to plain hominy. Due to being nixtamalized, hominy is also much fluffier than normal corn, with a very unique texture when served whole. So where do you find hominy? Hominy is very easy to find in the south, in pretty much any Walmart or grocery store. You can find it canned in the canned food section, dried with the dried beans and lentils, or even sometimes frozen in the frozen vegetables section. Further north, like up here in Canada or in the Midwest, it may be a tad harder to find, but it's definitely around. Check in the Mexican section of the grocery store where you may find it in cans or dried if you're really lucky. If your local grocery store lets you down, you may need to find a Latin American grocer, and most towns will have at least one, or you may just need to buy it online and have it shipped to you. I was lucky enough to find frozen hand-lied hominy being sold in a gas station on the Tandanega Mohawk Reservation nearby where I live, revealing that they still carry on the traditional practice of nixomalizing corn by hand to be eaten in traditional and modern dishes. This has been by far the tastiest hominy that I've found. You can actually make your own hominy at home through the process of nixomalization. You'll have to purchase some pickling lime, which is calcium hydroxide, and some dried corn kernels. 
Simply boil the corn with water and the pickling lime, let it soak for 12 hours, strain and wash it, rub the hulls off of the kernels, then freezer dry it. There are many instructionals online that will properly guide you through this entire process with the exact ratios of corn to lime, which is important. If you do happen to make your own hominy, or even if you buy some from the store, I recommend making Justin's recipe, which is an absolute delight. If you can't get your hands on pronghorn antelope steaks, feel free to sub in any venison or beef tenderloin or sirloin steaks instead. This recipe serves four people and takes about two hours to make. For the antelope steak ingredients, one pound of antelope steaks, quarter cup of mayonnaise, half a teaspoon of granulated garlic, half a teaspoon of chipotle powder, a quarter teaspoon of smoked paprika, half a teaspoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of ground black pepper. To prepare, rinse and pat dry each steak and set aside. Mix the mayonnaise and the spices. Bring a cast iron skillet or a grill to medium high heat near smoking for a good sear. Brush a light coat of mayonnaise on the outside of each steak. Place in a pan or on the grill and cook to desired internal temperature. Allow to rest for five minutes before cutting. For the sauteed corn ingredients, one cup of sweet corn kernels, half a cup of red onion diced, four cloves of garlic minced, one tablespoon of oil, salt and pepper to taste. To prepare, Bring a medium pan to medium heat and add oil. Add remaining ingredients and season to taste. Cook until onions begin to brown. For the roasted red pepper pureed ingredients, one red bell pepper, half a red onion, one tablespoon of game or beef stock, salt and pepper to taste. To prepare, Bring a cast iron skillet or a grill to medium high heat near smoking for a good sear. Rub the pepper and onion with oil. Place in the pan and lightly char each side. Remove from heat, allow to cool, and remove seed from the pepper. Place the pepper, onion stock, and the seasoning in a blender or a food processor. Blend it until smooth and season as needed. Now for the main event, the fried hominy ingredients. One cup of canned hominy, half a cup of all-purpose flour, quarter cup of cornstarch, two teaspoons of Cajun seasoning, one teaspoon of garlic powder, and oil for frying. To prepare, wash and place the hominy on a pan with a towel. Allow the hominy to fully dry before frying. Place oil in a pot and bring to 355 degrees. In a wide, shallow bowl, mix the flour, cornstarch, garlic, and Cajun seasoning. Working in batches, coat the hominy with the flour mixture and place in hot oil. Warning: Hominy may pop during frying. I use a mesh cover to block hot popping hominy in oil. When slightly brown, approximately 3-5 to five minutes, remove hominy and place on a towel to drain. Repeat as needed. For more great wild and fishing game recipes, be sure to subscribe and follow Antler and Finn. 
Man, I can't believe I made it through this saying Nick's lot Nick's 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 so much. <laughs>